Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Tracy Brown Show, and I am your host, Tracy Brown. Yes, welcome to the show, and I am your host, Tracy Brown, and thank you for joining me this evening. I am super excited, and as you can hear, we got a new theme song, so let me know what you think about it. I mean, I, I love it. I'm, I, You know, I really like the little theme song. Of course, I like the last one, but I really love this one. So guess what? We have a dynamite show, fun-filled, packed show tonight for you, but we're going to get started with a little bit of finances because, you know, I, I can't get away from that. I can't get away from that. Earlier, let's say yesterday, I posted a mathematical equation on the page, and I asked everyone to see if they can figure it out. But let me just give you a little bit of background on that. So often, many times in business and even in our personal finances, little mistakes end up costing us a lot of money. So the whole purpose of that was to see if you were paying attention because some people come up with very different answers, such as, um, you know, they may be off a number or higher than a number. And so think about it when you begin to look at your finances. If you're continually off or continually short or continually just not having enough money, that adds up to a lot, and it can put you in a bad position financially. But if it's your business, let's turn it the other way. That means that you're missing possible revenue that can be coming in. So it's key important that we begin to pay attention to even the smallest mathematical equations because you think about it this way, it could add up to thousands of dollars in the long run. But not only that, you know, yesterday I think that I actually did a post about some more information about our finances. And so I keep, I really want to just do three things, talk about three things, because, you know, we still want to talk about finances. I still need to know what's behind your dollar. One thing I want to say is be realistic about your finances. You don't have to try to impress me or your friends because you truly know where you are at financially, and you need to – Make sure that you're able to just know where you're at, whether you need help, whether you need you're doing good, or whether you need help. One of the key things to really knowing where you are is to prepare a budget. I talk about this all the time. Prepare a budget and also to track your expenditures. That's actually keeping control of your finances because a lot of us don't know where our money's going. We can start off at the beginning of a week with $100, end up on Wednesday with no money, or maybe not even take as long as Wednesday, maybe Tuesday or Monday, not knowing where our money is going. So the key to being having a realistic, being realistic about your finances is also making sure that you control your finances by 
keeping an expenditure tracker, tracking your expenditures. That's the key thing. And the last thing on that is to make sure that you know the difference between a want and a need. A lot of times we, we just want things. We don't really need them. We just want them. And, and if we're not financially sound or financially stable or living within our budget, that, that, that desire to have that particular pair of shoes or maybe it's a, some cologne, whatever, whatever your fetish is. Some of us have a shoe fetish. Some of us just, you know, we want to go out all the time. Whatever it is, make sure that you are able to the budget. Know the difference between need and a want and then keep control of your finances. See, I'm your girl, Tracy. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Thanks. Welcome back to the Tracy Brown Show. And if you've been following me, then you know who's on the show today. I am so excited to have this young lady on the show today because, see, I actually got an opportunity to listen to her yesterday. And I'm going to tell you, this sister be dropping some knowledge. She she just dropped so much stuff on me yesterday that, I, you know, I, I just had a whole bunch of notes and a lot of questions to talk to her about. But see, let me just take this moment. If if you join me for the Playbook Project, not me, but me and a couple of my friends, then you know about Latanya Lady Quarterback Rush. I mean, she dropped us some knowledge with her word provision so quickly that it was like, oh my God, did she just drop, that we had to have some more. So I, I'm going to take a few minutes, just one second or two, just to tell you that this is an awesome person, so I hope that you grab your pen and your pad because, see, by now you've been with me long enough to know that you need to grab your pen and your pad. But let's see if the lady quarterback is on the line. Lady quarterback, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, she's here, guys. We are going to, we are in for a treat. We are truly in for a treat. But, see, before we get started, because we're talking about keys of provision, I just – I just want to know that yesterday you said something so profound, and it, it started talking about, you know, we didn't need to stay where we were. We're scared to move forward and all that stuff. Can you can you share that with our listening audience if you remember exactly what it was that you said yesterday? Can you um, sum it up for me? I know, right? <laughs> Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to the Tracy Brown Show. It is truly a privilege and an honor, and I never, ever, ever take these um, opportunities for granted at all. So thank you for that. Um, For tonight, thank you for the playbook. I actually had a good time on that, too, but we'll probably get back to that a little later. Um, Yesterday, I was hosting um, the Morning Glory um, International Voices of Hope that come on every Saturday at 9 a.m., plug, plug. Um, And I was hosting, and our um, topic and our theme was um, about domestic violence and domestic abuse. 
And one of the things that came out of that conversation, which applies to everything, not just domestic violence or domestic abuse, abuse, and it's so interesting you asked me to say that too because that's one of the keys that I'm going to talk about tonight as it relates to provision. But we become comfortable. We become comfortable where we are because we can control it. We know what to expect. Um, we know what happens if we go left. We know what happens if we go right. And what that does, it keeps us stagnant or it keeps us in situations that are not, that's not healthy. It's not healthy for us mentally. It's not healthy for our growth. And, and, we, and we can just get lax. We can just, you know, set up shops and be comfortable in that. And it's not a good thing, especially if you have goals, especially if you have dreams, desires, especially if you're praying um, for something to happen, but then you want to be comfortable. You know, what if that one thing that you're praying for is outside of your comfort zone? What if that one thing that you need is outside of your comfort zone? And it's interesting because I was talking to my fiancé today, And we were kind of talking about being comfortable. And I said what we want, we were talking about provision. And I said what my revelation is, we expect provision to come to us where we are. We expect all of those things that we need to come to me because I either had a rough life or I'm not doing well or, you know, I've been homeless so I'm old this or, you know, we step into the spirit of, um, what do I say that the children have today, um, that like you owe them something, mm-hmm. you know, like the world owes them. And that's nothing but a comfortable place. So as we were talking yesterday about um, the victim and the abuser of domestic abuse, that individual is comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're they're just comfortable being, you know, where they are, and we fall into that. We fall into that. And my revelation for my life, because I can't talk about anybody else's life, when things begin to get uncomfortable for me, that's when I know that I've gotten comfortable. If that makes sense, when stuff's no. starting to be, you know, the boat get the rocking a little bit, I'm like, okay, I must be getting comfortable. I'm not being challenged, or I'm not pushing myself, or I'm not holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was talking mm-hmm. about. Because you know, I can go a whole lot of ways with that, but we want to stick to the topic tonight. <laughs> yes, but I am so excited that you even, you know, you brought up. The discussion because this is domestic domestic violence month and and it mm-hmm. is important that we really every month is every every day every single day there's a, at least twenty people per minute that are abused by somebody that they know within the United States. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to be out there in an uncomfortable situation. There is help available. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is help available, and like it says, no more, you know, no more excuses, no more for us Mm -hmm. to be standing on the sidelines saying nothing, you know, because domestic violence, it kills. It kills Mm -hmm. and people are Mm -hmm. living in fear. People that look like you and I, people that we think that has it going on, they're living in fear. So if you're one of those people, I think it was the um, National Domestic Violence um, people that are there, and I'll get the number when we go to break, that you can call out there. And and I Mm -hmm. also want to say that, 
domestic violence not only pertains to female, it also affects male too. Yeah. So yeah. don't think, you know, all we hear about are the females because yeah. that's what we see. But it also affects the male counterpart yeah. too. And, it, and, it's, and it's domestic violence being to the point of you being mentally or physically abused. Yeah. yeah that's mentally, just my term of it. Mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially abused. Also, the word domestic means household. So it doesn't necessarily mean wife, husband. It can mean child, parent, or parent, child, or roommate, or, you know, family member. You know, we also limit it to relationship, but it's every relationship because domestic means household. So whatever you consider your household is, if you're in a an abusive relationship, please, please, please make the provisions to remove yourself from that situation. Right. And it's not always easy, but we want you to know, listening audiences, that there is help. There is help. There are safe havens there. There are people within your community, hopefully within your church, within your circle, because as a friend, if I know that another friend is suffering at the hands of domestic violence, whether you're right because it's about those different types of relationships, and a lot of times we make it female, male, and you know, but it's all types of relationship because we are all in different types of relationships that can be abusive. We can we we have abusive friendships, you know. We we yeah. just are in a, put a place ourselves in the situation where you're uncomfortable. There are mm-hmm. things happening to you, like you say, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, that you are uncomfortable. You are at an emotional distress. That's that's the way I look at it. But we're talking about provision tonight, and and I. But I wanted to make sure that you dropped that knowledge on us that I heard yesterday. But also glad that you brought up the point about domestic violence. So guess what, guys? We're going to go and take one break, and when we come back, the voice you're going to hear is that of none other than lady quarterback because we're going to get into the things, talking about the provision, talking about the keys to the provision, things that we need to know, things that's going to help us make it through life, and things that may be just a little different than the way that we think about provision. Okay, so once again, I am your girl, Tracy Brown, and you have joined me here on the Tracy Brown Show. Meet me right back after the commercial break. Who do you know with less than perfect credit? Our services at Behind Your Dollar will help you to remove inaccurate, erroneous, and obsolete information in your credit file, including bankruptcies, foreclosures, student loans, late payments, charge-offs, public records, collections, judgments, repossessions, tax liens, short sales, and medical bills. See results in as little as 45 to 60 days with a money-back guarantee. Call today, 240-753-6002. Welcome back to the show, and I am your host, Tracy Brown. I'm joined here today by LaTanya, Lady Quarterback Rush. So guess what? We're going to go ahead and get started. Let me see if LaTanya is still here with us. LaTanya? 
Lady I ain't going nowhere. I'm right here. All right, <laughs> lady quarterback. Let's guess what? The field is yours. The field is yours. I don't know who your favorite football team is, but I think mine is kind of like in the area in which you reside. I can't help myself, but you know, I just bleed purple. I don't know, you know, my other friends that, you know, the Dallas fans and the Redskins fans, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants, the 49ers, the Seahawks, you know, I just bleed purple. You know, so I'm a diehard fan. I'm a diehard purple Ravens fan all the way. You know, all the way. So I just had to get that out there. I just had to get it out there. But anyway, the floor is yours. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, um, as it was stated, my name is Latanya, Lady Quarterback Rush. I am the CEO and creator of a conversation from the heart. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. It's a platform of real talk. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth, but I guarantee you it's going to be real and it's going to be from the heart because people know phony stuff. You know when stuff isn't from heart to heart. So I have been gifted and anointed to be able to assist with, um, you know, challenges, transition with people and using real words from the heart. At at the end of the day, that's really what it is. So like I said earlier, I am honored. Um, It's a privilege to be on the air here on the Tracy Brown Show. I don't take it for granted at all. I never take any of these opportunities for granted. So we're going to get right into it. And um, Tracy, don't go anywhere because we're going to have a dialogue tonight about um, provision. (laughs) So whenever you have any questions or if I've said anything that you want me to elaborate on, please interject. And um, so we can just kind of sit on the couch and talk about it a little Uh, bit. No problem. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, the topic is um, keys to provision. And it's really interesting, you know, God just is just awesome in his own way because before I have to speak, I always live it. And it's, and I always say I live what I speak. And I know that that comes from me having to be able to relate to people heart to heart because I can't speak about anything that I haven't lived So when we talk about the keys to unlocking provision, it's actually something that I'm going through currently, um, providing for this stage in my life. Um, There are a lot of things that I need to do. Um, I've been through a lot. I've moved to the East Coast nine years ago. Since then, I've been homeless twice. Um, I moved here not knowing anyone. I had a cousin, or I have a cousin that lived in this area. But, you know, I moved here with a job, had a place, and then all of a sudden, when we talk about being comfortable, it was like the ground was ripped from under my feet. A year later, I lost my house, um, you know, lost my job, and eventually I had to leave out of my um, place of residence. And then God did not allow me to go home to Chicago, where I'm originally from. And then it was just like, okay, what do I do now? You know, what do I do now? So I had to rely on him wholeheartedly. Um, Never lost a meal, never slept outside, thank you, Jesus. But I did sleep in a beauty salon, and then someone took me in. 
So now in this phase of my life, I'm currently a resident of Baltimore, Maryland, living with my cousin, and I am unlocking my own keys for my provision. Well, how do you do that? First of all, we have to know what provision is. And provision is um, the action of providing or supplying something for use. Um, Y'all always think of provision like food, clothing, equipment, you know, the supplies or things that you're going to need for a journey. But provision can also be something that's emotional, spiritual, mental. You know, those keys to me are the most important keys and tools that you need. You can always get monetary things or tangible things, but just as you get them, you can lose them. So when um, we talk about, for me, when we talk about unlocking the keys for provision, we're not going to talk about money. We're not going to talk about make sure you have a savings account with X amount of dollars or make sure you have X, Y, and Z lined up. Or No, we're going to talk about make sure you have clarity on your goals. We're going to talk about making sure you're in position for opportunities. And we're going to talk about making sure that you're realistic about what you're going to do. To me, those are the most important keys you need to unlock the other things that you're going to need, the money, the job, (laughs) the house, (laughs) all of those other things. But if you don't have clarity, if you don't be realistic about what you want to do, if you don't have, you know, just in a in, in a place, in position is so key. We're so afraid to be in position. Why? Because a position holds us accountable. Mm-hmm. It holds us accountable. We have to be responsible for that position. So we're going to talk about position first. Being in position. What do you mean, quarterback, when you say be in position? What I mean is making sure you check your attitude so that people will like you, so that you're received, making sure you stay in your lane, as my good sister always say, stay in your lane, making sure you're doing everything to the best of your ability. To me, that's being in the perfect position, especially if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, if you have a high faith, there is a position, a posture you should, must have at all times. Somebody should see your light, whether you want that light to shine or not. That's being in position because you don't know how God is going to bless you. You don't know how the door is going to be open. You don't know who is going to bless you, who he's going to use. So I make sure that I'm in position every day. I wake up in the morning and I say, Lord, position me for the day. I want to come across the right person. I want to talk to the right person that may have some information I need as it relates to education or residual income or whatever the case may be. I want to be in the right place. I want to be in the right place at the right time. So when we talk about being in position for provision, all of these things that you need to check, and those are mostly internal things. Those are you. That's you. That's self. So you want to make sure that you're in position. Um, Currently, 
I had the opportunity to go to school. I'm not going to say go back to school, but go to school to obtain my degree. Never went to school, worked many, many years of my life. But um, once I moved in with my cousin, they gave me an op- uh, they gave me an opportunity that I couldn't refuse, which was to go to school because getting a degree was a passion of mine. So I had the opportunity to go to school. I'm now going to school to obtain my associates in human services, and I'm excited. But even in that, I'm still minding and being mindful of my position because I'm being looked at at all times. My character is being evaluated at all times. So now that I'm seeking for full-time employment, because I was in the right position, opportunities just begin to come to me where I have choices. Like before, I didn't have any choices. And that could have been one of the lessons that I had to learn during my valley season or during my season of being in the wilderness um, is to, you know, just make sure that my character was intact, be mindful that I'm being watched at all times. I can't pray for God to provide for me if I'm not in the right place at the right time and if I'm not in the right position. So you want to check your position. Mm-hmm. And the, you said something, Keith. Character that 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 says a lot right there. We have to. People know us by our character. People mm-hmm. know us by how we act and how we treat people. People know us by our attitudes and, like you talked about, our posture. So that's important. And like you said, those are things that you can check. You may mm-hmm. not like it. Something. And if, guess what? If it's not right. One of your good girlfriends or somebody off of the cuff will check you for yourself. They will give you a reality check, mm-hmm. especially if you're, you know, for those of us that, you know, that 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 profess to be a Christian. When when we are quick to be shown up when we are not acting in the Christian faith, as people would say, oh, you call yourself a Christian. Mm-hmm. Your character, your posture. Mm-hmm things you're doing, how you're received, all of that is important because when when you're right, then it doesn't you don't have a problem being accountable to someone. Mm-hmm. When you're lined up, your 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 accountability partner is a person that helps you stay on track, helps you keep focus, helps you stay on where get to where you need to, to, to be. So that that's key, our character, our attitude. And being accountable. Uh, I just had to interject that. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. No, no, you good. You good. We on the couch, girl. We fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so important because a lot of times we can be in the right position but have the, the bad attitude. And when that attitude is not right, it is all messed up. Nobody wants to be bothered with you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't care how well, how good you're doing things. They don't want to be bothered with you because you have the wrong attitude, which leads to the to the wrong posture. Mhm, mhm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the key right there. Good, good. So the definition of position is a place where someone or something is located or has been put a particular way in which someone or something is placed or arranged. So we want to make sure that we're placed and arranged in the right position. That's one of the keys for provision. Unlocking the key for provision. 
Right. And then what one thing I like what you said when you gave, because if you don't know, she she loves to give us definitions. She likes to break it down, as Lady Quarterback <laughs> does, and let us know play by play what it means. And I just want to interject because she used the word provision, which requires an action. So all these things are required an action. And when you think about how we were talking about and laughing earlier about I, that I bleed purple, but think about it. Every person on the team has a position. Mm -hmm. They have Mm -hmm. a place. So in order to move the ball down the field, down the field, that they are in the right position, they have the right attitude, they have the right posture, and and that they are because they're accountable to one another. So it's mm-hmm. in order to get the right provision, there there is a required action. Everybody on that field has a required action to take to help to get the provision. See, th- their provision is just making sure that they win the game or get the score. But whatever your provision is, you right. got to be in the right place and ready to take action on that. Exactly, exactly. Which leads us to our next. Um, key or our next word is clarity. Um, you don't, you can't be in the right position, or you can't play your part if you don't have clarity on what you're doing. I am so in a season of being clear, not being general. We're so used to being general, like making a blanket statement. That's not clear enough for me. And I give the example. If someone asks me, you know, you know, hey, lady quarterback, can um can I borrow some money? And I'm like, sure. And I give them five dollars, but they meant twenty. Well, you didn't ask mm-hmm. me for twenty. Five dollars is some money. You know, so being clear on what you want and what you expect is so key. And I often tell Uh, my clients, is you can't be clear on what you want and need until you're clear on what you don't want and don't need. Mm, Or you can't be, you know, or you can't be clear on, especially in a relationship, if you're not clear on who you want, the only way you can be clear on who you want is when you're clear on who you're not. Yes, and that leads me to so many times we we pray for, you know, God send me this, send me that, send me this. So so we we call ourselves being clear on what it is that we want. But when God sends it to us, if we're really not in tune with ourselves, we find out that's not really what we want. But God gave us what we want. But you know, we we that God that's really not what we wanted. So it's important that right. We know in order to have the clarity from what I'm hearing you said, we gotta know what we don't want. Mm-hmm. We gotta know what as we well don't as want. the knowing is what we want. So that's key right there. You gotta know what you don't want to know what you want. And a lot of us don't know that. We don't know. No. We we don't know what we we know what we want. At least we know what we think we want until we mm-hmm. get. And yeah. then we realize that that is not. I wanted it to be red, mm-hmm. six inches. You know, I you you have to be specific. Specific. You know, with 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 that, with what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want. So you know what, lady quarterback, I think that we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the clarity. Okay, wonderful. 
Welcome back to the Tracy Brown Show, and I am your host, Tracy Brown, and today we are joined by Latanya Lady Quarterback Rush, and many of you probably have heard her because she hosts a conversation from the heart, and that's truly what she's giving us today, a conversation from the heart. Before we went to break, we were talking about clarity. We were talking about that you got to be clear on what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want. But see, I'm not the expert in that area, so I'm going to hand it back off to the quarterback. (laughs) There you go. Well, the definition of clarity is um, the quality of being clear in particular, Um, being transparent, being certain, and being definite. Having clarity takes time. It's nothing that you're going to get right off the back all because you have a thought or you have a vision or you have an idea. Then it's automatically clear. And a lot of us fail at that part because if it's not clear right off the back and then they have to go through something or they may have a stumble or they may fail at something, then they get discouraged. No, you keep working. You keep adjusting. One of the things I tell people all the time is the best weapon that I ever had is the weapon of choice because I can choose and I can choose and I can choose and I can choose again. Like having choice is is just infinite, you know, and it's about me. I I can do, I mean, if I don't like it, I can choose again. It's no, it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that I'm indecisive, you know, and society, culture will tell you that, no, you know, you have to stick with one thing. That's not, that's not true because that one thing may not work. And then you're beating a dead horse, expecting a horse to get up and take you from point A to point B when that's not going to happen. So when we're talking about provision, remember we're talking about provision, we want to make sure that we have clarity, as much clarity as possible because we're seeking provision in a certain area. We're seeking provision in a certain part and these three keys are three of many keys on the ring, but these three keys are so important that I think they work for me is to make sure that I have clarity, make sure that I'm clear. And before the commercial, like I said earlier, in order to be clear on something, you have to know both 
is and not. You know, who so you are. Ma'am. No, go ahead and finish. Because I was wondering, as you're saying that, um, to me, I, you mentioned the word failure. And, and I think that, for me, failure is a good thing because it provides me with clarity and it gives me direction. It just, it, that's what failure does to me. I don't take and look at it as, you know, I'm failing at that tech. It gives me direction because it allows me to know that I wasn't, I didn't have clarity on what mm-hmm. it was or what it is that I needed to be doing. And if so, maybe I wouldn't have, they wouldn't say that I wasn't going to fail, but I would have been able, I'm better guided now that I have failed because I'm clear, clear on what it is that I need to do to get to the point where I need to be. Absolutely. I mean, so what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people are afraid to, to they fail. They are afraid to fail, but I believe that is the purpose of failure myself. It's, the same, it's not a negative. We have put such a negative um, connotation on the word failure or on the act of failing. When in actuality, it's a good thing because people that don't try don't fail. You know what I'm saying? So, and that goes back to, well, that's a whole nother thing, and I'm gonna talk about it when I get to being realistic. Expectations. When people have certain expectations for you, or you have certain expectations for something, then when you fail. It doesn't meet up to your expectation, so now it's negative. Right, 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 right. But for me, I just think for me in my life, failure brings about, number one, it makes me want to work harder because, okay, and it gives me clarity on what it was that I didn't even plan for or I thought that I wanted or or I really didn't know what I wanted. or it, It just brings so much clarity to me, so so when people use the word failure or they fail, I often just say, no, no, you didn't. You you learned a lesson, that's it. a valuable that's lesson on what it is that you want and what it is yes. you don't want, yes. and that's what failure is to me. Yes. So failure brings wisdom. Yeah, but it also it. your understanding of failure, my understanding of failure comes from failing, and then gaining the wisdom from that. Right, right. Gaining the wisdom Gaining from the, that, mm-hmm. and that's Gaining and that's what it is. And I'm sorry. Right, and we and we should be able to. I mean, we should because of the the word has such a stigma on it that people are afraid to fail, and once they mm-hmm. did fail, their lessons are just lessons for other people. Lessons is mm-hmm. something that you're supposed to talk about because guess what? You live through that failure. And from that failure you learn A, B, C, and D and one, two, three. So you can tell someone or you can advise not tell, you can advise someone well mm-hmm. maybe you might want to try it this way because when I did it that way it didn't work for me. But we also mm-hmm. have to remember that what didn't work for you does not necessarily mean that it's not going to work for the other person. And that goes back to staying in your lane and knowing what you want and all mm-hmm. of that other stuff, being in the right posture, having the right attitude. It could be I could do the same thing a few months from now and it works. But because I didn't have the right attitude and I wasn't in the right position or I didn't have the right posture, then it just didn't work that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So failure brings about clarity. That's a that's a key under clarity for those of you that are taking notes. Failure brings about clarity, and you need clarity in order to be in position so that you can unlock your key to provision. These are all, remember we're talking about provision. You know the keys to unlocking provision. There's a lot of things that need to happen before provision can even come, before, you know, the things that you need can even come. The next thing we're going to talk about is being realistic. The reality is that has been like (laughs) my phrase for the past month when I'm talking to people because we have these expectations that are unrealistic. We have these expectations that we would like to happen or how it's supposed to be. But the reality is, it is what it is. You Mm -hmm. are who you are. There's nothing wrong with striving. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, um, living the part. But let's not forget what realistic is. Let's not forget what it is. At all, and realistic is uh, the definition that I love about that is representing familiar things in a way that is accurate or true to life. Hmm. What's happening right now is true to life. I was speaking with someone yesterday, and they were talking about you know their family members, and they wanted their family members to be a certain way, and. They were expecting them to do something, and I said, the reality is they're not going to do it, period. And those pills, are real pills, are hard to swallow because with real pills or being realistic, I can no longer place the blame on anyone else. I now have to be held accountable for my actions. Because it is what it is. So now that I've accepted that it is what it is, what are you going to do? So tonight, I encourage the listeners to just for one moment, for just be real. Be real about your situations. Be real about your financial status. Be real about your relationship status. Be real about is and ain't. And just be real because that's the reality. That's what it is. Period. And you have to live in the reality to get to where you're going because if you continue yes. to live in a false world, continue to pretend like, you know, this is not happening and that is not happening, you'll never get to the place where you need to be. So it's never. important never. that we do live in our reality. It is what it is. And guess what? You're not the only person that's going through it or been through it. It's a life cycle. It's just your turn. Mm-hmm. You know, right. We're talking that's about right. keys to provision. It's just your turn. It's just your turn. We all can't be here on this earth and not think that we don't get a turn. We get exactly. a turn. Mm-hmm. We get and a turn. I- it may not look like sister so-and-so. Mine may not look like lady quarterback, and lady quarterback may not look like mine, but we each get a turn. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you that. Mm-hmm. But you got to be realistic. you got to be willing to accept every situation for what it is because for that's what it, what is. it is. 
That's mm-hmm. what it is. And at the end of the day, the beauty of it all, the beauty of it all, and this is one of the revelations that God had given me, the beauty of it all is that even though it is what it is, it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with being real. There's nothing wrong with the situation. It's okay. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Does it feel good? Probably not. You know, are you pained? But we want it to be uncomfortable. Exactly, because we don't want to be comfortable. So all, all of these things, and 2016, with everything that's going on with the presidential election, we got the youth are now you know, um, diagnosed with PTSD and cops killing people and, you know, people are still unemployed. People are still homeless. People are still hungry. We have to be real with that. That's the only way we can come up with sensible, clear solutions to problems is being real that they do exist. It is what it is. Period. Right. And now that you know what it is, how mm-hmm. are you going to handle it how, to get how to where you, you need it? to be? How are you going to handle it? It is what it is, but how are you going to handle it? And, and the true fact of the matter is, is that it's either going to be Hillary or it's going to be the Donald. <laughs> it is what it is. Those are our choices. Those are Those are our choices. Those, that is what we face. That is our reality mm-hmm. right at this moment. It's mm-hmm. either or. It, it's mm-hmm. either or. But guess what? It, it, it's going to affect you, but it's not going to affect you. What are you going to do about your situation? Mm-hmm. It is That's what it. it is. That's it. It is what it is. Being real. It is yeah, it, it being real. It is what it is. And, and, and this is another little side plug. If you don't vote, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Your one vote could be the one vote that got the person in that you wanted to get in. But if you mm-hmm. say, you know what, I'm not going to do it, then it is what it is. So once again, I'm your girl, Tracy Brown. You join me here on the Tracy Brown Show and just meet me right back here after this commercial break. Welcome back to the show. And once again, I am your girl, Tracy Brown. You join me on the Tracy Brown Show with none other than Lady Quarterback. And we are just having a good time. And the radio angel said, you know what? I've been giving you the sign, so I'm just going to handle this for you right quick. So we went to a commercial break, and we're glad that we're back. We're going to continue the conversation. And we were talking about being realistic. We were talking about it is what it is. 
<laughs> Whatever your is is, that's what it is that's at the moment. But how are you going to handle it? That's it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is what it is. And Absolutely. we've been talking about the keys to provision. And Lady Quarterback kind of like she la- she laid it out for us. We got to be clear about our goals. We got to be in the right position. We got to be we got to be realistic. We got to be willing to be accountable. We got to have the right attitude. We got to be in the right posture. We got to do all those things in order to get to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Keys to what provision. To, We're talking about exactly. a different type of vision. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. Right. Because we're so used to external provision. Like, that's just so, to me, it's cliche. Because anybody can get kept. I mean, they have so much out here that can help you get pretty much whatever you need, food, shelter, clothing. Like those are the supplies that we've been accustomed to when it comes, when we hear provision. But when you've been in a place such as I where those things were taken away and you didn't have access to, it was like, okay, but I still need something. You know what I mean? There's still more. There's right. still more. So when all of your external has been affected, the only other place you can go is inside. Only other place you can go is internal. So all of these things that we're talking about tonight are internal, self-evaluating things. You know, um, the Bible talks about, you know, evaluating yourself daily. Like every day you need to do a self-check. You need to do a check. You know, I remember God, I was praying. I was just such in a bad place. It just messed up. But was praying, and God said, wait, wait, wait. He said, the common denominator in everything that you're praying about is you. Yes, and we, we fail to want to accept that. God showed me that. You know what? Everything else around you has changed, and I'm still looking at you, so it's you. It's you that needs to change. It's you with the bad attitude. It's you not in the in the right position. It's you with the wrong posture. It's you. It's you. So you want you want me to ask you to, to do some provision, but I, I need you to get the reality check. I you need you to be it. able to say to be accountable to somebody. It ain't all about you, but you mm-hmm. making it all about you. And I the problem is you. Yes, and the problem is you. So you finally got to learn to surrender. Like, okay, Lord, <laughs> all right, I'm surrendering. I, 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 you know, that's it. You know, but yes. one of the key things you said is that the uh, we- the weapon of choice. I- I'm gonna remember that, just like I remember that um, from last week's show. Is talking about that your money should have purpose. So I'm going to remember that the you, the weapon of choice. You have oh, yep. a choice. You, you have an opportunity. Yep. You can make yep. a difference because you have a choice. We don't live in one of them countries where we don't have the right to choose. We got exactly. a right. We we exactly. have it of choice. But the key is, will you accept your reality to where you're at now and make the choice that's best that's for your life? The choice is best for your life because a lot of times many of us are not living in a realistic world. Let, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. We live in, okay, and I know you said we weren't going to talk about money, but I'm going to throw it in there. We no, live far beyond our means. We live in far beyond our means. <laughs> we, can't, we can't keep the lights on, no food in the house. We eating peanut butter and jelly for the last month because we want to live in that big house. We want to drive that nice car. We want to 
have on those nice clothes, and we mm-hmm. really robbing Peter to pay Paul just about getting ready to get set out, being mm-hmm. realistic mm-hmm. about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I I have truly been enjoying you tonight, and you, and you already know that you already know that you're going to be back. You are you Aww. already know that you're coming back. You matter of fact, I might have you fit in for me sometime when I'm not 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 available. You just you are just dropping so much knowledge tonight oh, about Lord. the way that we're able to look at provision, looking at it through a different eyes, not meaning the everyday meaning what we know about it, but the the internal provision mm-hmm. that we need. Mm-hmm. You know, that we got to be in the right place. We got to be realistic about our situations, and we got to set goals. We got to be clear with our goals. We got to know mm-hmm. what we don't want in order to know what we do want. And that we have yep. the weapon of choice, and that we shouldn't be shouldn't be scared of failing. That we just, we shouldn't. You know, we just should not be scared of failing. So, lady quarterback, is there anything that you have to say in our last six minutes, you know, before the <laughs> touchdown, before the bell rings, before they close us out to, to just drive this on home? I, I truly enjoyed you this evening. I truly oh, have. My pleasure. It has it has truly been enjoyable. Um, if anybody, everybody that knows me know I never leave without leaving with a challenge because none of this means nothing if you're not challenged to apply it, if you're not challenged to, um, you know, just just make an attempt to take what you learn and what you hear every week and apply it. So I always leave challenges because they hold people accountable. So this week I challenge you to look at one part of your life, one situation in your life, and I challenge you to make sure that you're in position, that you're being realistic, and that you're gaining clarity, that you're beginning to get clarity. If you failed at it, go back, look at it, and get the wisdom from it and get clarity. And not only that, I challenge you to write it down because words have life. And once you write them on a piece of paper, once you take them out of your head, and once you apply the pen to the paper, you are now held accountable. I don't care if you never look at it again. You are now held accountable because you have now put it into words. Words have life, and you're held accountable. So I challenge just one area, not your whole life because we get overwhelmed trying to do everything at one time, but look at one area of your life, whether it be your finances whether it be your um, the fact that you're a mother, are you in position for your child, if you're a wife, if you're a father, one area that you know that you're lacking in. I challenge you this week to pay attention to that area and make sure that you're in position, that you have clarity, and that you're being realistic about what's going on. And I promise you, you will be able to see the opportunity for provision for that area, and then let call us with the call back with the testimonies. Sign in with the testimonies because I want to know, because I know it worked for me, and I I want to make sure that it's working for you. So I encourage you to also send your testimonies in. I know that's right, lady quarterback. Send the testimonies in because we know that they are out there. Because I too am just 
you know, I, I'm going to hold, so I'm going to make sure that I am in the right position with the right attitude. I'm going to make sure that I'm realistic about it is what it is. And then through all of that, I'm going to get clarity. Guess what? That's what, that's what she's talking about. So once again, I am your girl, Tracy Brown, and you have joined me here on the Tracy Brown Show. So until next week, until next week, I'll talk to you then. Have a great and wonderful and blessed week. Once again, Lady Quarterback, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.